Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Irregular Search for Truth. My name is Scott. Uh, my name is Sachin. And here we are, once again, searching irregularly for the truth or for whatever we might find. And maybe we're not even really searching, maybe we're just talking. So let's not set ourselves up for anything like huge and then, then be disappointed. Let's just say we're just going to talk for a little while. And if any truths or irregular truths come up, that would just be great. Did you know that uh, Snape kills Dumbledore? I, did. I, I thought I would just ruin a movie for somebody out there. <laughs> okay. That movie's old. No, no, <laughs> it's like, not. That's the like, movie is not old. Like the book is old. Uh, Rosebud. That movie, uh, that movie you know hasn't come out yet. <laughs> that movie has come out. No, no, not the... Oh. I have seen that. Oh, oh the oh, seventh no. one. No, no, no. The sixth You're one. Right. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Snape kills Dumbledore in the movie that's already been out. All right. Yeah. Well... But For those of you in on DVD rentals and Netflix... Oh, you just got burned. You got burned. Oh, feels so bad now I'll never see Harry Potter on the small screen. Motherfucker. All right. And uh, Harry Potter kills Voldemort. He does? He who shall not be named. He who must not be named. That too. That too. Yeah, they they were in that sort of category. You know, actually, for a long time, I wanted to be a soldier. Uh, and I wanted to be, let's see, yeah. Do you know your branch? Uh, Army. Army. I guess, yeah. You know, it, but at that point, I didn't really distinguish too much. Uh, but I think, I don't know, maybe maybe Marines or something like that. Though, I mean, there were all these different cool things, like you could be a pilot if you were in, you know, the Navy or the Air Force. That they have marine a, pilots. That's also. true. They have that also. Though you wonder why, why do the marines have their own jets if the navy has jets? Like, what's what's the difference there? Well, I mean, it's very confusing, actually. I mean, I think every branch has their own jets. I don't know that the army has air power. I mean, the army has like planes for transporting stuff. Right. Right. And the army has attack helicopters, which are, I guess, are, are they're the air cavalry. I don't know anything. But, about uh, <laughs> but does the army have any like fighter planes? I, I would imagine. So. I mean, like I, I think I'm always surprised that every branch has everything. I mean, then why do Marines have fighter jets? And why that's, do like that's what I'm wondering. I mean, so if they have fighter jets, then like they, then it must be that the army has fighter jets also. Well, no, I don't. I don't think so. But the Marines originally were a branch of the Navy. I can see that. But they're now, I think, their own branch. Mm-hmm. Which is which is again another sort of strange thing. But, but they all play different roles, also, right? Like the Marines are the first strike, and then right. the the Navy obviously is the Navy in terms of like more like water assault and things <laughs> like that, <laughs> sort of boat centric. <laughs> Although you know, of, like they they, they're of... like naval bases for some reason. You, know? <laughs> you gotta have somewhere to land the boats. I guess. I know? guess. You can't I, just have uh, boats floating around forever. And the army is like actually a very. I don't really. You know, this is a bunch of people, a bunch of civilians talking about military <laughs> stuff. So I don't know how hey. really accurate any of this is, but I thought the army was about like kind of establishing sort of the uh, the hand on hand combat sort of, you know, 
Taking it to the people sort of situation. <laughs> taking it to the people. We're taking this fight to the people. Whereas, like, the mil- the Marines just go in, and they're the first ones into the into the, uh, the battle zone. Mm-hmm. And they, like, their first strike, they, like, kind of take things out, and the army kind of goes in there and, like, settles it out, and, like, you know, mm-hmm. cleans it out, maybe. Yeah. I don't know if that's really an accurate description or very telling. I have a feeling that, depending on the mission, the, the different branches get used in in sort of the the way that the commanders feel would be most fitting yeah but there are sort of uh there are historical examples of that kind of being a disaster i think the uh the operation in panama back in the uh, late 80s like landed this enormous force of navy seals but navy seals aren't trained to work in an enormous force you know and by mm. enormous i mean like a hundred and something right but like navy seals are trained to work in like teams of five or something like that you know so so it was kind of a disaster mm, really from a yeah i mean like they you know they did the mission and they but like from a what they expected the way they expected it to go to what actually happened it was kind of a disaster uh and and probably because of the, like the misallocation, maybe they should have used I don't know Marines or Army Special Forces or something. Maybe. But and there's so many Special Forces, right? Like there's the Army Rangers, and then there's yeah, like the I, Green Berets, and then there's well, I think those guys might be like there might be some overlap there. I and, don't then, know. and then there are several. There's types obviously of Navy Seals, yeah. and then I'm sure there's like the Marines have like you know some really hardcore people on there. Well, and then there's Delta Force. I don't even know what that is. They're, they're like guys who can just kill you with their eyeballs. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> it's funny when uh, at my old company we used we had this uh, special task force because like our product wasn't quite performing up to our competitors' profit product. <laughs> And it was like a big deal because it's like this is a big deal. Like we need to fix this, so we made a task force and we had the name. It so we called it Delta. <laughs> and it was like this kind of joke that like oh it's called a Delta Force, you know? It's like, because Delta, you know, engineering is like change. Mm-hmm. So it's like this is the change we need to make to get our. There's a difference between the two of us. That's a Delta, but also we're like a special tactical force. They would take. They basically kind of like some of the best people from all the different groups, so that you could like analyze all the different aspects of the product trying to make it better so that was a delta force it was kind of funny <laughs> anyway what else did you want to be uh let's see so yeah i would say you know cowboy was probably in there at some point i, I do remember writer really? being in there yeah um i think uh I, I think soldier was sort of the predominant one when i was a kid then probably around the time of uh getting an interest in comic books and being a comic book artist I may have moved away from Soldier uh, I would say definitely by the time I was in high school I no longer wanted to be a soldier mm. and uh, and then well at least it wasn't it wasn't uh, number one choice on the list then what did I want I, you know high school I, I don't know if I could tell you what I wanted to be maybe like a movie star or something like that you know like I don't know you know uh, maybe uh, I know uh, I want to be a, I've always wanted to be a rock star and I think like dude rock star is the most awesome job ever <laughs> that would be cool actually I think the one time when it really kind of came together and maybe realized that there's I mean obviously no way I'm going to be a rock star but like to be a rock star would be awesome I was in San Diego and I went to this, uh, it was like this outdoor street festival called Street Scene. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, we. It's like a big festival, and they have a bunch of different bands playing at the same time. It's like some sort of, you know, you've been to a festival before where there's like a bunch of bands playing, and they're all like overlapping and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. So we were, we were going to see the Black Crows, mm-hmm. and you know they said that they were going to come on at like let's say ten twenty or something like that. And so we got there, you know, maybe ten o'clock or I, I'm not sure when. We, it's such a long time ago, but we were there waiting, and and usually for festivals things start right on time because you only play like a 40 minute set you know and everybody has to be timed and I feel like when you go to concerts sometimes they're a little delayed here or there okay fine but it's like for a festival usually it's like right on time right they showed up like 20 minutes late and everybody was standing there you know and it's like and then like uh, like let's say they're supposed to come on 10.20 like at 10.35 like somebody came out and it was like a roadie but like nobody knew that until you know they didn't recognize him, so he came out and was like, "Woo!" He's like, "Oh, it's a roadie." <laughs> and I'm like, "What's he doing?" And it's like he goes out and he lays down a sheepskin rug, <laughs> and then he goes back off stage. And it's like, dude, that is what it's all about. And then Chris Robinson came out and you know uh, was singing, and he's the singer of the Black Crows, and like he had no shoes on. Basically, he was playing his show, and the sheep, the sheepskin rug or whatever was there, so he could like stand barefoot and like do this thing. And it was like, this is a, that must be the best job ever. Like, show up late. You know, your job starts at ten forty. <laughs> your job today in San Diego is to play a forty-minute set. You showed up late to it. You guy, still making a lot of money. A guy laid out a sheepskin rug for you. You're probably back there just like hanging out and like, you know, having a drink or whatever. Mm-hmm. You do your 40 minute set and you go back and then, you know, you hang out with the, all the other people and like drink and do whatever you want. It's like, yeah, I, that is it. That's just like the rock star lifestyle. That is, that is pretty awesome. Well, that would, I think that would be really fun, but I don't think I want that. How could you not want that? I think because it's it, the. It's utterly devoid of any sort of responsibility, and and uh, you end up being. I think. I mean, unless unless you are one of a very small number of rock stars, you end up more or less being uh, a person who doesn't do anything of of uh, lasting impact. You well, know. I mean, okay. You know, which if you're okay with that, that's fine. That's fine, that's, right? That's a story. I mean, there's a big implication there that you like uh, are like, you personally, Scott, are like looking to make some sort of like responsible, or be responsible for something, or make a difference, or something like that. I think that's what I want to do. Have you yet accomplished that in any small step or very small steps? Yes. Yeah, and and maybe I'm wrong, you know. I, I guess uh, rock stars do have big influences on kids, or at least music might, you know. And that that I kind of hope because I like to write songs and stuff like that. But I think there was a point also when I realized when I was writing songs because there was a time actually when I also wanted to be a uh, a musician. Uh, but this was later, like in uh, I would say post college. Um, uh, but then I sort of realized I was like, it's, I don't know that a song actually ever changes any, you know, a- anybody's opinion. Never really like, never. I mean, like, like unless unless you're like 14 and a song just like is like 
oh, so, you know, burn right on, you know, but well, and for some kids, sadly, it's really like a piece of shit song that, that, uh, that really grabs them. But, but I think there's an opportunity there, you know, there it's sort of an influential time and, and, uh, and a song can really start sinking. I'm sure you remember a song that grabbed you when you were 14 years old or something like that. That was just like, oh, that's so awesome. That's like the essence of what I feel. But I think, I mean, I don't know. At this point, like, it's not like I hear a song. Even if I hear a great song, I'm not like I'm going to change my world because of that song. You know, whereas I think there are other things that you can do that will actually have a greater influence on people. And I still love writing music and I still love playing music, but I'm not sure that uh, that, that would be the end for me, you know, even if I were good enough to uh, to do anything, which I'm not. But uh, but were I really good at, at being a, a musician, uh, then that that still couldn't be the the end of it. I would uh, it would be a step. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if that's like almost like a reason to have kids. <laughs> to make yourself feel good no no not to make yourself feel good to make yourself actually like to, it's almost like I'm, a motivating factor oh well I think that yeah I think that that's uh, that kids are a motivating factor I like, don't know otherwise, if it's a good reason to have kids but I mean like if you didn't have kids you'd be like ah forget it <laughs> like you know what I mean it's well like, hey, you know there is a population problem though so we gotta take that into account also you know it's, I, I saw this movie uh last weekend called Up in the Air mm. with Clooney, George Clooney. The, the Clune. The, the man is a Clune god. Uh, he uh, he plays this guy who basically, he hasn't had kids and he never has had like attachments to anything. That's sort of his thing. And uh, at whatever age he is, you know, upper 40s or, or somewhere, you know, in there, uh, he sort of starts to feel a uh, some desire for uh, for I don't know an attachment or something mm. like that, and so I mean I think that that uh, it was it was a good movie by the way I won't throw the spoilers out there, but uh, but he lands he, the plane comes down in a nice landing, um, <laughs> uh, but it it. Uh, it was sort of about this kind of thing. It was, it was sort of about like, well, what, I mean, or at least it, I think if the, if the movie uh, uh, was effective as a, as a piece of, I don't know, thought-provoking art or something, then it would, it would have the effect of asking people to question, you know, what, what they're shooting for, what, what their goals are, and why, they, why they're doing what they're doing. And, uh, and I, think, I think that coming down to ideas about you know human connections and and a sense of community uh, might be part of it I think there might be rare individuals who really really are the kind of mountain man type like you know the the people who do are happier without other people but I think the vast majority of, of human beings are, are happier with other people um, and it's it's uh, a rare mountain man who trained himself how to survive out there. I think, I think, you know, they all depended on someone at some time. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's just weird because, you know, it's like, 
I've been thinking about like a lot of like the, the healthcare debate that's been going on mm-hmm. in in whatever the Senate and the House and Congress and just like at some point I'm just like if this it does if it doesn't pass now it's like all right forget it like we're just all gonna die like you know <laughs> <laughs> well okay all right here's here's the thing we are all gonna die we're all gonna die yeah, like and and, it, and it's not gonna be like a good way either you know it's gonna be like this sort of like. Why is this not passing? Why is this not working out? Like, why can't we get this well, all Well, no, happen? but, I mean, there's then... there's a lot of struggle. And I think just because you see the world in a particular way and expect it to turn out in a particular way doesn't mean that everybody else is, is seeing it that way. And uh, I think that, all right, the fact that Obama got elected, an African-American uh, president in the United States when I think less than 10 years ago or someone, something like that, a guy told me there will never be a black president, not for like 100 years, given the conditions of, of, you know, the societal conditions in our country. I think that that's a lot of reason just for realizing that change can can happen. Um, Whether or not he personally lives up to all that is expected of him is a different thing. And whether or not, you know, healthcare gets passed just because, you know, you and the vast majority of the people around you think that it should be this way, it doesn't mean that everybody is on that same page. But it might be that 20 years down the line, everybody's on that same page, you know? Uh, and so I think that, you know, there's there's not necessarily like a, oh, if it doesn't get passed now, we're, we're screwed, you know? It's like it's not like when the civil rights bill uh, or law went through. It wasn't like, well, now racism's over, <laughs> you know. It's like that that was still there, and it and it took it took uh, another forty years for an African American to be elected president, uh, and and it'll take more time for for racism to not exist, you know. It might take a really long time for racism not to exist. I, I would but... say that it was it'll never happen. <laughs> well, you never know. That, no, I think it's know? just in human nature to like want to like discriminate against another person. No, I okay. I think there is an element of human nature, but I don't think it's discriminate against hum- another person. The element of human nature I think that's there is to to generalize and to fear that what you don't know. Well, that's what I meant. Right. Yeah, I mean, like, you don't just, like, randomly pick a person to discriminate <laughs> like, against. I'm not... We need someone to discriminate against. But, I mean, in Billy, a... you're it, you son of a bitch. But, I mean, in a sense, like, if everybody was the exact same color, then they would find something else. Right. You know, and Religion, that's... politics. Right, uh, exactly. Economic so, standing. So, racism, I mean, like, it's just, like, it happens what to be What town you're from. What town you're from, how tall you are, what color your eyes are, what color your hair is. Like, whatever right. it happens to be, people will find a way. And that's just, like, human nature. Well, no, but, I mean, but the thing is that there are these ideas out there, maybe ideals, that have developed and countered that nature. Because the nature isn't to discriminate. The nature is to, to protect yourself, right? The nature, and what protects you being afraid of that, what you don't know if something looks odd to you, you know, or if, if you see one thing happen, you generalize so you learn a lesson from it, that's the human nature. But the human nature isn't discriminate unjustly against somebody. That's a result of those instincts. And, and there are these ideas out there like everybody should be treated equally. You know, 
irrespective of things like religion, race, whatever. And those ideas, just the fact that they were born at one time in a human being's mind says a lot, you know? Says that it's not in our nature to discriminate necessarily. That that is one possible consequence of our nature, but it's not our nature itself. Well, I guess it's like a sort of baser element or baser thought of, you know, I mean, like, I guess like, you know, humans have also a spectrum of thoughts and emotions and feelings and desires, I suppose. And some of them are more base, uh, maybe more uh, primitive, as it were, like, yeah. you know, hunger, for example. It's, right. like it's people, a big one. People have a hard time losing weight because they're hungry. It, fat motherfuckers. <laughs> Stop eating. <laughs> God damn, there are people starving out there. Cut off a flank and feed it to them. <laughs> Your own flank, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Fry that sucker up. That was my left left hand. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, so, like, like, hunger and thirst and, like, you know, desire and things like that. I mean, but at the same time, people realize... I've come to realize that, okay, I'm hungry, mm -hmm. but I shouldn't eat, or I won't eat this very, very bad for me thing. I'll eat a little more healthy. But I mean, like, right. I think when they're left to their own, own devices, without, I mean, you know, it's without kind of, information. Well, yeah. So, yeah. like, what I'm saying is this sort of uh, the idea that people could be accepting, you know, whatever. It's it's a, it's a more evolved thought for sure. But yeah. the basic, the base thought and the base like kind of inclination is to be sort of exclusionary uh so i mean yeah you're right it's like i guess it is positive that people people have thought more inclusively but i mean it, it's it takes a certain level of thought and a certain level of evolution in terms of society and like desire yeah. or not desire but like you know yeah evolution and the way things happen and the way society acts with each other you know, but it's like it, it can all easily break down, and it, it does break down. Like I think on a, you know, it's like, it's amazing how many young children are exposed to like racism or mm -hmm. hate or you know mistrust or fear or whatever, and then it's just like basically it's just a seed is planted, right? You know, and then that's it, right? So I don't know. I mean, well, I mean, it doesn't mean that it's over for that kid. You know, you can overcome that. I think I think there are lots of people who tell you that you know, they came from a, a place where. You know, it it wasn't cool to uh, to you know mingle with someone of a of a different background, but they did. You know, that's I think that 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 is that's the American story, and and it is the the force behind you know uh, 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 societal evolution. Yeah, I mean it's it's growing past the boundaries that are set for you by the culture that you, you know, that you grew up in. And I think that there's hope in that, you know? And you're right, you know, but it it might not happen right now. But as long as people are free to think, you know, the, and free to ask themselves questions and ask other people questions, then, uh, then I think that there's potential for growth there. Oh, there's always potential. Yeah. But I, I guess I would think I'm more pessimistic in terms of thinking, though the potential is there, it is unlikely to happen. 
Well, I'm a very pessimistic person, I guess you could say, in terms of, like, I have very little faith in humanity sometimes. It's amazing, given given your position, though, in life. You know, you were born to the the top 5% of the population of the world, and, and it's all due to the last, I don't know, a few hundred years of of uh, societal evolution. Yeah, and you're in a really good spot. I am. Uh, you have a way better apartment than I do. <laughs> <laughs> you live in a way nicer part of the city. That that you would be so pessimistic. No, but I mean is- maybe maybe short term. It's okay. Like, yeah, okay. Like, it's not gonna happen. We're not, you know, healthcare is not gonna pass. But if you really think that that's the way that that the next step of societal evolution should happen, uh, then I, I think it will. It will if that if that is definitely the the way it should go. Um, what I think in in that particular aspect of the debate, again, I think you don't necessarily get down to a, a yes and no. Maybe there's another option out there that no one's thought of yet. Yeah, I mean, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, you're, I mean, like, that's the thing. It's like I totally am uh, privileged and, like, you know, blessed in terms of, like, what I've been given. The opportunities have been given, yeah. for sure. You well, know? pretty much everyone in this country is. Yes, unless, and that's the unless thing. Unless you came out of the womb and you started getting beaten or something, then you yeah, probably yeah. didn't then have it nice. Right. But, but I guess that's the thing. It's like in terms of fairness and equality and whatever and like, you know, equity in terms of like the human experience and stuff like that, it's almost guilty. It's almost a guilty pleasure to live in the United States because yeah. you almost, I, I, it's almost like ignorance is bliss. But once you start looking around and realizing the cost of what came, you know, uh, the cost of what everything you hold in your hand or use or possess, you know, inflicts upon other people in other parts of the world and things like that. It's just sort of like, ah, oh, you feel guilty. You know, it's almost like this guilt complex. Like, I, I guilty to drive my car. Guilty to, like, to run the heat. You know, guilty mm-hmm. to, like, have things that are made in other countries. Just all sorts of, like, guilt in terms of weird things like that. And knowing that things are no better there and people are, are living in oppressive, like, you know, situations and countries and, like, you know, monarchs and dictators and fascism and all that stuff. Although there's not really that much fascism in particular. But... Just things like that, you know, and I think maybe it's just a doom and gloom sort of like uh, emo phase that I'm going through. <laughs> <laughs> maybe like 20, 20 years too late or something like that. You're, you're too old to start dyeing your hair black and wearing eyeshadow now, you know. It's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Little do you know I'm a blonde, right? <laughs> My hair is black, but uh, that's because I dye it by Well, way. no, I mean, I mean, even though your hair is black, if you dyed it, it would be even blacker. Oh, yeah? I think so. I think, I think that there's... There is people with naturally black hair, and then there's dyed black hair, and it's it's another, I don't know, maybe it's like more blue even or something. It, yeah, I think there's a little bit of that, but also like the contrast against people's skin who like shouldn't have black hair. Yeah, but I think even if you dyed your hair black, it would be... Maybe I should dye my hair, I'll be a little Give it a shot. Yeah, tell, don't tell me though. Okay. I'll just sort of see if I notice. So Scott, what do you think of my hair? <laughs> looks pretty lame. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> no. Looks nice. Well, should we call it there? Yeah, sure. All right. All right. This has been another session of the Irregular Search for Truth. 
You should send us an email if you have any comments on this week's session or this bi-week session. Uh, irregularsearchfortruth at gmail.com. And we're out. Thank you. Thank you.